This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 161. What I learned in my third dance audition in over 20 years. Hello there, friends, and welcome to session number 161 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a super long hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. Before we get into our topics for today, I would like to invite you to join me live on Facebook on Monday. What is the date going to be? April... 16th, yes, 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I go live, answer questions, talk about stuff, and I do have stuff to talk about. <laughs> so I would love to have you join me there. Or if you can't join at that time, then catch the stream later. Thank God for that availability. So coming up on our Step to Success segment, Quantity or Quality? In our Dancer's Dialect segment, it's not fun anymore. In our Freestyle Flow segment, Pitfalls of Parking. And in our feature presentation, what I learned in my third dance audition in over 20 years. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Kelly Roach of Unstoppable Success Radio, and you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Today's step to success is assessing whether or not you want to focus on quality or quantity when purchasing something or when spending time on something. For example, purchasing something. For me, I can use myself as an example. I go for quantity when it comes to bananas. Yes, I am very much into organic produce, and I think it's important to buy organic produce. However, when it comes to bananas, because there is a peel on the outside and obviously the fruit is covered on the inside, it's not as important to me to buy organic. If that's the only option there is, then I'll buy it. But I buy bananas in bulk and I buy them conventional because I'm going for quantity as opposed to quality per se. Now, on the flip side, I recently got a Manduka yoga mat. So for you yogis out there, you know what kind of brand that is. And I love what they stand for. I love this mat. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I wish I had gotten it sooner. Anyway, I didn't realize a mat would make such a big difference. But it's not a cheap mat. So I have three mats total. So I have this Manduka mat that I recently got. And then I have these two other mats that I had been alternating and between and they are cheap, they are frayed, they worked, I had my towels on them. But in this case, it is about quality. Because that mat has the Manduka mat has a lifetime guarantee. And it feels fantastic. I have to say I do notice a difference using that mat versus the two cheapo mats that I have. Now I have those two cheapo mats as backups, or if someone is with me, and if I they want to borrow it, if that ever happens. So In this case, it's quality that I am concerned about. And so you have to decide, okay, is quantity more important or quality? It's like with clothes too. Do you want to invest 
a couple hundred dollars on an outfit and have that last and be able to have that be versatile? Or would you prefer to buy little pieces here and there as they wear out? So it just depends on what's important to you. But I think you can assess some things are better for quality and some things are better for quantity. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is the waltz, which is the oldest of the ballroom dances. It goes back to the middle of the 18th century. And it was interesting because it wasn't met with open arms when it was introduced into the ballrooms of the world in the early years of the 19th century. It's because the couple danced in a modified closed position, meaning the man's hand was around the waist of the lady. So that just was not kosher back then. So when uh, these two Austrian composers, Lanner and Strauss, set the standard for the Viennese waltz, they made the music faster, the version of the music faster. This was about 1830. And it was interesting, too, because the fast tempo of the music presented problems. And what they found was that people were not enjoying the dance because they were trying to keep up with the music. And it got me thinking about how we do things. And once the fun is gone, we don't want to do them anymore. Granted, there are things we have to do that aren't fun. (laughs) And we still have to get them done. That's one thing. But it's so interesting that this comes up because I was just in some conversations with people where they were like, you know, I, I was dancing, but it wasn't fun anymore. Or I, I didn't want dance to not be fun anymore. So it could be dance, it could be anything else. When it's not fun anymore, the likelihood of continuing with, with it is low. And that happens in business as well. You can have a business project you're working on, and it's not fun anymore, it doesn't fulfill you, and you want to do something else. And that's fine. But I think you need to be aware of that. So it's funny that this happened in dance and it had to do with the music being sped up and keeping up with the music. So there's that fun aspect that was gone. But also, it got me thinking about keeping up with the people around you when you see us. Oh, gosh, especially on social media. Don't get me started (laughs) on this. But you feel like you want to keep up like you don't the, the comparison game. I've talked about this before. And you see these things and some could be true, some can't be true. It's never the full picture when you look at something or someone or you just don't know. If you're not living their life, you don't know. And it's very easy to get caught up in, I got to keep up with the latest trend of this or keep up with whatever. And I certainly felt that way and certainly went through that situation too when I wasn't dancing where I felt I needed to keep up with the people around me in the neighborhood that I lived and the kind of things that people bought just to keep up with these appearances for people that really didn't care. So be aware of that. First of all, be aware of when things are no longer fun for you and be aware when you feel that pressure of trying to keep up. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? College parking structures. Oh my. They are interesting. From my experience at UC Irvine, I had lots of parking situations come up. I don't know what it is with college parking campuses. They are very strict, right? At least the ones I've been on. I've gotten 
tickets gotten accidents, not too many. I think I've only gotten to one accident in a parking structure. And actually, I ran into someone's car and left him a note. <laughs> so that worked out okay, because nobody was hurt. But I was freaking out. Anyway, I missed the dance film festival this past week, because I couldn't figure out the parking situation. They were doing construction at UCLA in Los Angeles. I was with a friend of mine, and she and I were like, maybe this is not meant to be, because we circled around and went to different lots, and a lot of them had been turned into permit only. There was no parking staff to guide or help. Even the people that were walking around didn't really know what was going on. So I was bummed that I missed this dance film festival that I went to last year. However, I thought, okay, must not be meant to be. So we just went to dinner and had a good time talking and catching up. So that worked out the way it was supposed to, right? And another reminder again, that I've gotten so much better about when things don't work out the way that I think they're supposed to work out, or I miss something that maybe that's what's meant to be. And there's always a blessing in that. So I think I just need to be better prepared with the parking too. So I, I didn't leave as early as I wanted to. And so I was running late anyway. But again, maybe that was supposed to be how it was supposed to be. I don't know. But it, it still turned out to be a great night. Still got to talk about dance and her dance company and stuff. And so it worked out really well. So if you're missing things, things don't work out. Sometimes that's the way it's supposed to be. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I still find it funny sometimes that I'm talking about the thing that scared me so much and devastated me so much back in the day, these dance auditions. So my third dance audition was a few months ago, and I never thought that I could say, my goodness, what an awesome experience. I'm so glad that I did that. And I am, I have no regrets about that. And that has been the theme throughout this is I don't want to have any more regrets. So this dance audition was at Pieter Performance Space in the Lincoln Heights area of Los Angeles. It's kind of near downtown. There were about 50 to 60 people, mostly women. So it was a little bit crowded in that kind of space. And even walking up there waiting in line, I felt great. I didn't feel nervous. I thought this is going to be a great experience. And I think that's a lot of it too, is having a proper mindset, at least for me. <laughs> I know other people can freak themselves out and still do great. But for me, it's all about prepping my mindset that regardless of the results, it's going to be a great experience. So these are the five things that this audition reminded me of. Well, first of all, I made it to the last nine. So that was pretty cool. And then I got picked as an alternate because he picked six. And then he picked, uh, picked, I don't know how many alternates he picked, but I still couldn't do it because of the timing of the rehearsal schedule. So it worked out the way it was supposed to work out just as everything else that I talk about. So I'm really happy with that. And hopefully I can work with him on a future project. I really liked his manner, the way he conducted the audition, the way he made everyone feel at ease, and I really enjoyed it. So these are the five things that I got reminded of in this particular audition. Number one is be aware of effort and ease. Recently in a yoga class, I love all the things I learned in yoga because I apply it to dance, to life, to business, to everything. She had talked about, my teacher had talked about an example she had heard on a podcast, a yoga podcast, 
that 47% of your flexibility and the way that you move is determined by your joint and tendon structure. And that's something that you can't change. So she was very much about it's not trying to get your body to fit into a certain pose or posture, but it's about making that fit for your body type. And that was very encouraging. So with this audition, the effort and ease there were dancers there, obviously, that had been going to auditions or very experienced, very trained. And for them, it was all about doing the tricks. And that's not what he wanted. He wanted a different feeling. He wanted a different approach. And I appreciated that because it wasn't just all about the technique. Again, I am for technique. I train in technique. I love technique. But he was very specific in terms of, okay, you need to not be so full out here, be full out here, and interpret the way that your body interprets what I'm giving you. So it wasn't totally exact. That way he was exact with the intention, but not exact with the the the, the delivery of it. That was definitely an individual thing. So be aware of effort and ease in the different areas of your life, in your dance, in business, and know when you can go full out and when you can back off. So I'm glad I was reminded of that. Number two, always carry water with you and stay hydrated. That's a good habit anyway. We we can never get enough water, I think, for the most part. I don't know anybody that gets, <laughs> that gets more than enough water. They might be out there. But always carry water with you and stay hydrated. L- auditions can be very long processes, so you want to be prepared with that. You want to take care of your body so that you can perform well. Number three, communicate and project clearly. We had a part of the audition where we had to speak. We had to go one by one and do a couple of lines and speak about what we felt about a certain subject matter. I think it was about being brave or what beauty was. That's what it was. It was what was our definition of beauty. And because of podcasting, because I've continued to push myself in these different situations, I was excited to go up there and talk about what I thought beauty was, and especially the the journey and the process that I've been through. My definition of beauty has definitely changed (laughs) over the years. So the thing with communicating and projecting clearly, it's abundant, maybe just in the situations I've been in where artists don't know how to articulate when they are speaking and communicate and they get kind of withdrawn. And I thought, oh my, you you go full out when you're dancing and stuff. But when it comes to speaking in front of people, which I know is a big fear, certainly a big fear of mine, but I push myself to do it. You could tell that was kind of scary for some by the way their voice is carried. So whatever you need to do, learn how to communicate and project clearly. Number four, show a different side of you. That's what he wanted in this audition. We had to do a little bit of solo work toward the end as he was, uh, as he, I don't want to say he was cutting, but he was giving us different things to do and putting us in different groups. So the way that I was able to approach this was from yoga, my training in yoga. I don't want to call it training, practicing. That's, (laughs) that's a better term, but because of that, I was able to do, I wasn't trying to do all dancey things and trying to show that side of me, which I know that that was already apparent because we were at a dance audition, but he wanted to see something different. So because of that, 
that stood out to him. And that was part of the reason I think that I was chosen for the last nine. And so what I would say about that, if you want to show a different side of you in whatever area of your life, I would do different things than what you're normally doing. For example, make a list of five things you haven't done or learned, but you would like to. For example, my list of things I would like to learn and do are surfing, clay pottery, I'd like to learn how to play guitar and play tennis and do aerial yoga with silks. Those are five of several things that I want to do. But those are not totally dance related, but they are of interest to me. So I think it's really important for your creativity and for a lot of things for your sanity, for your expression and, and so many things to explore different parts of you and different things that interest you. So make that, fi- that list of five. I think that'll excite you. Number five, be supportive and kind to those around you. I've been in auditions where it has been very cutthroat and competitive. And, <laughs> and that, those were the ones that devastated me and that I couldn't handle. But this dance audition was very supportive and kind. And that's because the choreographer set that tone with the environment of what he expected, the way that he conducted himself, the way that he facilitated this audition. And so it was really great to meet these other dancers. And we encouraged each other. And it was great to see the different variety of dance styles. And so be supportive and kind to those around you. And there's some people that that is the highlight of their day. And you never know how positively you can affect them in that moment. So that was my third dance audition. And again, I'm so thankful for the lessons and reminders from these experiences. Will it be my last? No, it won't. so weird for me to say that. But I have some other things coming up that I'll talk about in future sessions. In the meantime, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to talking with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at AnnetteBone.com This podcast copyright by AnnetteBone.com and Dancepreneuring.com All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.